today we're here in Barcelona, in Barceloneta, at the office of Buy Hours, and I'm here with uh, Guillermo Gaspar. Guillermo, thank Hello. you so much for having us here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And you are CEO and uh, founder of Buy Hours, yes. and also co-founder and partner at the Atiram Hotels. Exactly. And but we're here today to talk a bit about Buy Hours, and the name gives away a bit but not everything. So could you just give us a brief introduction about by hours? What yes. are you doing and who are you serving and why? Perfect. The by hours is the first hotel booking platform mm -hmm. that we allow hotels to sell their empty rooms. Okay. But also we are the first hotel booking platform that we offer to the market as a OTA, online travel agency, the possibility to book a hotel for a few hours. I mean, for three, six or 12 hours, and you decided the check-in time during 24 hours in a regular hotel. Today, we have more than 4,200 hotels in 25 countries in Europe, Latin America, and Middle East. And, um, and even though we, we started more like a pure B2C, today we want to, we want to lead the, the micro-stays concept uh, globally. Tech. That sounds very interesting and we're going to dive into the topic of microstays a bit later, yeah. um, I guess. And then also very interesting for us and our audience is to learn a bit about your personal background. So tell us a bit about your like way until today. How did you end up here today yeah. uh, with By Hours and where did you start out? And I know you're Barcelonian, so exactly. just give us a little walk through to your personal history. Yeah. I really like to say that I was born in a hotel, okay, mm -hmm. because I am the fourth generation of a hotel family business. My great-grandfather in 1930 he founded the first hotel group chain hotel group in Spain okay after that my grandfather my father even today my brothers and sisters uh, we were always involved with the, with the hotel industry okay and in fact my first 15 12 years of my professional life was more focused on the on the family business in the hotel space uh, until the moment that I decided just to quick uh, working with my family and uh, founded by ours but all my background is close to the hotel even more than the travel the hotel industry uh, being involved with my family business and today with uh, by ours right and what made you actually come up with the idea to found by ours and what made you leave then your main job as a hotelier yeah in fact in, it, it wasn't me i mean it was a conversation with christian we are two founders christian mm -hmm. and myself and at that time in 2012 uh, i received like a, a linkedin uh, email uh -huh. from christian uh, oh, it was the first right. conversation with christian and at that time christian he was he, he wanted just to speak with an hotelier Mm -hmm. Okay, and he contacted me, and uh, and the first quest question of Christian was, why the hotel industry don't offer um, the the opportunity or micro stays? I mean, the possibility to book a hotel for a few hours. Okay, who are more like a, a siesta or a, a nap, uh, and after that, the flexibility or personalization in the time that you are going to book a hotel. And I I, I remember that. I think I, I really know the, the hotel industry, and uh, I haven't any, any answer to just to answer to Christian because it's no any excuses from the hotel industry just to don't offer uh, micro stays. I mean, uh, checking time 7 a.m. for a six, 12, three hours back, or even for example, because when we talk about by hours or micro stays, normally the people they think about during the day, right? Okay, but also checking 8 p.m. check out a.m. I mean, this is the classical business trip, okay? And uh, we started with that conversation and until today. I mean, uh, it was uh, just 
like an open conversation with a person more close to the tech marketing uh, and myself that my profile is more hotelier. Right. So there was actual demand for your own hotel and you responded to it and then you decided to find a solution for that. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning we, we started with making some questions to the people of the hotel family business mm -hmm. just for the marketing guy, the people that they were more close to the tech, more close to the demand, the, 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 the operation. Uh, even we were talking with the, with the housekeeping, the hotel and everything in order to understand that this it can be a, a possibility and it's not any problem for the hotel just to to develop this or to offer these micro stays. Right and um, still if you think about the concept of renting a hotel by the hour right um, if I'm not mistaken at least that's what I'd say there's still a certain stigma to it right so yeah. it's, it's related to sex or to to stays at night for a purpose um, what would you say when you look at your target group or the people actually using this offer? No definitely I think the 95% of the people that in, in, in Spain, in Italy, in France, in Germany, in Latin America, whatever. If you speak to someone that you heard about hotel by the hour, always the 95% of the people say, okay, this is for sex or something like that. Since the beginning, we were really focused on travelers, um, business people or families, that they, are, they need a hotel close to the uh, main airport, close to the main train station, close to the city center, close to the business area, okay? This is our main focus, okay? But having said that, definitely uh, booking Expedia, all the OTAs, but also Marriott.com, Hilton, they have couples or they have people that they got for hotel. I don't want to say sex, but I want to say yeah, for, for couples. And the thing is that even though our main strategy is focused on these business people and travelers, after COVID and during the COVID, we will talk after if you want about uh, how COVID affects to the, to the company, but we had more local, what we say local users. Uh, it's like an experience. For example, here in Barcelona, we have W Hotel, really nice hotel, close yeah. to the sea. Yeah. It's like an experience for the people from Barcelona, because a lot of people from their own cities, in Berlin, in Paris, they consider their hotels of their, from their own city more like a, a places for tourism or for foreign people. And I, we, we consider that also the hotels of your own city is a nice place just to have like a relax, uh, live an experience, go to the swimming pool, go to the nice restaurant, and after that, just to leave the experience to be in a ni nice hotel like a W, for example. Oh, that's very interesting, yeah. So, yeah. did you leverage that during the crisis in Barcelona for yeah. the domestic market? Yeah, because thanks, to, I don't want to say thanks because the lockdown mm -hmm. was really, we suffered a lot, all of us, during the, 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 the main three months from March to until June, something like that. But uh, after that, uh, there were a lot of restrictions in terms of mobility and everything, not here in Barcelona worldwide and uh, we were more aggressive in marketing because the hotel they started just to open and they were completely empty because they don't have tourists, business, anything. And we realized that it was an, an opportunity for the local users to say okay you cannot leave this, your city because you have these restrictions and everything. Okay it's the best moment just to experience in your own hotels, the hotels of your own city. Like a staycation, right? Exactly. Because it's a term that was used a lot, right? During exactly. The yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think we, we take advantage of that and, and, and even more because we, we during the COVID, uh, we explored the possibility to put also the meeting rooms spaces. Okay? Right. Because the people they were doing like a home office or something mm -hmm. like that. And a lot of people, they, they need uh, just a place for, I don't want to say big meeting rooms, because 
because if you need a big meeting room, probably you need to speak to the hotel. But for uh, eight people, six with a coffee break, with some different materials, and uh, we 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 developed during the, the COVID and even more after COVID. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And, and how does that perform? Do you see a demand for that for for the meeting rooms? Is that something yeah. that's picking up? Something that I think is incredible in 2021. I don't know any hotel group, big one or a small one, that you can book in their own website a small meeting room online. The only thing you can do is a request. And after that, as salespeople, they will answer you with the request. But uh, the same way as you book a room, I mean, you have a, a instant confirmation and everything, it's not the same with the meeting rooms. Why not? As we have the, the hourly booking engine, I mean, the technology to sell uh, a product hourly, for us it's the same rooms or meeting rooms. That's why we, we offer to the hotels the, the, the meeting rooms, but also in the near future, probably access to the spa, access to the fitness, access to the swimming pool, day pass in the, right. in the leisure hotels. I mean, everything, all the facilities of the hotel that they can sell hourly, we are going to be there. That's interesting, yeah. And I mean, the topic of instant booking in the MICE segment is probably not for our conversation today, but it's heavily discussed yeah. for many years already. So yeah. um, it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves. And let's stay with the crisis a bit. Um, we're still in it. It's 18 months now that we're dealing with this. So what would you say as a CEO of a company that size? I mean, you have a team of 45 to 50 yes. people right now. You're having an office in Mexico, so you're not yeah. only um, dealing with the Spanish office. So what were your, if you would say there were opportunities, were there some? and how would they have impacted your company? I think all of us, we live like different stages or phases. Right. I, I think probably the worst was the, at the beginning, March 20 until June, May, when we were all of us worldwide closed at home. I, to be honest with you, at the beginning it was really uh, complicated because we, it was completely new for all of us, okay? How big was your team when the crisis started? 50, we are more or less the same. Right. Okay. We are not, uh, mm -hmm. some changes, but not more or less the same. At the beginning it was really complicated because first of all, we need to manage with the office in Mexico. Right. I mean, even if we are here in Barcelona, it's more easier just to manage the people because we were taking advantage of some helps from the government in mm -hmm. terms of as we are in the travel space and uh, we, we, we need to manage at the beginning more with the lawyers and everything, all these uh, helps from the government. But for Mexico, it's more complicated because it's like the, the time zone difference, but also the culture and everything. But the, the, the first f uh, stage, it was really complicated. Uh, probably the first two weeks we were like uh, uh, blocked uh, but after that, we decided, and, uh, with Christian and myself, that we need to take advantage of that. I mean, uh, always when you have any crisis or situations like that, you, it's an opportunity, okay? And we decided just, just to develop the B2B or the B2B2C business model because we were more just a B2C uh, okay. e-commerce, okay? And during that time, we developed the B2B and the B2B2C. And after that, we were really close to the people. I mean, one of our main, I think, something that we made, I want to say, well, in, on that time, is just to be really close to our employees, our people, just to have like one-to-one -one, uh, conference calls, something like that, in order to help them just to how they are suffering or how they are, the, their personal situation and that, and just to be really close to them. 
and uh, I think it's, it's really important uh, on that time. And after that, when the hotels they started to open, it was perfect for us because, um, as I told you at the beginning, we are here just to help the hotels to sell their empty rooms. The hotels, they have a, a lot of empty rooms right. because they were completely empty. And they, they, they share with us, they put a lot of inventory in by hours. And as we were on this local user and everything, we, we have a, the, the second semester of 2020, we grown maybe close to 47% in the middle of COVID right. crisis. Yeah. That's, that's yes, it was really good uh, figures numbers for us. And, and even today, this year in 2021, because we are the third, the fourth, the five wave, I don't know in which wave we are right now. <laughs> we will see, well. we expect that finish everything, mm -hmm. but um, we are growing even this year, mm -hmm. uh, even though the hotel and probably the, the main travel tech or Booking Expedia, other OTAs, they are still suffering. We are growing a lot. Yeah. And, and what, what we say? Why is that? Is that the B two B side driving it, or we are right now growing more in the B two B and the B two B two C? The B two B for us is just to offer our technology, this hourly booking engine, to the hotels. We had on that time four thousand hotels, and all these hotels they offer in by hours three, six, or 12 hours, a product that they don't offer in their own website. It doesn't make sense. Since I think all the hotels, they need to take control of their, of their own product. And everything they offer in uh, third parties, they need to offer in their own so channel. are you giving them a white label booking engine for exactly. the website? Exactly. All right. Exactly. We offer to the hotels the possibility to sell these rooms, these microstays, in their own website, and also the meeting rooms. Using the same technology with a way label, with a widget, they can sell it in their own website. This is the B2B. And after that, the B2B2C, because we opened and we announced in July, mm -hmm. uh, this uh, some months ago, the agreement with Sabre. Sabre oh, yes. is the, yes. one of the main, the main competitors of Amadeus and or Travelport. And, um, and during this month of October, we are going to be able, in more than 100,000 agencies of Sabre, that they connect with our product in order to offer to the people that they are using, the agencies Sabre, just to book microstays in all our more than 25 countries. And we have another agreement with another big um, uh, distributor, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is our, I think this is the main challenge that we have for the future, just to become every day more like the travel tech that manage and distribute the microstage, not only in our buyhours.com or our app, more in all the third parties that they want to sell this product. I'm curious to, to follow too, your journey Me too, there. Yeah, me too, because do you know there. that uh, some, right now, some investors or some people that they, they want to know our forecast, the budget right. for the next year? That's My answer is, it's impossible. I don't know. I can open the Excel and yet I can put it whatever you want, but I don't really know what will be the consequence or the, the result of Sabre or other big agreements that we have right now on the table? Right. Because it's, it's the first time. It's not the first time of the brand by ours. It's the first time of this product in the travel market. And if you look know. at the, the performance right now, you said that it's obviously it's like more the business destinations, right? Cities or mm -hmm. close to the airport, probably yeah. any, any travel changing destinations. But is there also like a difference in the countries? Like would you say there are certain markets that are they're having a higher demand for that? That good news, that was a good news for us because when we started just to open new countries, we realized that the behavior of the hotel is more or less the same. 
because we are talking about main cities, right. Berlin, Barcelona, Rome, Milano, Dubai, or Buenos Aires or Bogota. I mean, the hoteliers that there are big hotels, big brands. We are working right now with Hilton, Marriott, Accor, Intercontinental, but also a lot of independent hotels. The behavior of the hotelier is more or less the same. I mean, the 90% is the same. But also, and it was good for us, the behavior of our user is more or less the same because the, the, the business people or the travelers that they are globally, they, they have the same behavior when they are going to Rome or Paris to Berlin. I mean, the, the necessities are the same. Definitely, they have, we have some small difference for local users in, mm -hmm. in Colombia than in Berlin or than in Dubai, okay? But not a lot. It's also no. very interesting. Yeah. yeah, you would guess something different, I guess. Um, so let's dive into. I am. I'm very curious to hear your opinion about general trends that you expect for our industry to come. And I'm speaking about the overall travel industry, not hospitality per se. But what would you say are like main trends that you are expecting to having a big impact on our industry? I think there will be two main concepts: is personalization mm -hmm. and flexibility. Right. And I think because the user, the guest, the people, they want every day more personalized or flexibility on the time that they, they book a hotel, uh, a flight, uh, experience, whatever, okay? And I think all the companies, the big companies, um, uh, they need to adapt the product to be every day more flexible and more personalized. And, um, and the other concept probably is the, we are on that concept, but it's the pay-per-use concept. I mean, all the industries, uh, the, in terms of the mobility and everything, uh, they arrive. Uh, they are working with the pay-per-use concept for a long time, and I think the the hotel industry they need to adapt every day more this concept. I mean, uh, if we use a, a room in this in our case for uh, three hours, we don't need to pay the full day. It doesn't make sense, okay? Because, but it, it doesn't make sense for the user definitely, but neither for the hotel because the hotel they need to block that room, even though they can know that the person is going to leave the room after three hours. They can sell it twice in a day. Right. It's a win-win. It's, a it's really important for us to respect the win-win. We need to offer another value for the user, definitely, but also, also we need to think about the hotel industry and offer this win-win. And, uh, and that's why I think personalization, flexibility, or the pay-per-use concept will be the main challenge for the, the travel industry during the, 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 the near future. And definitely uh, digitalization, I mean, everything around connectivity, uh, automatize everything. Is that a challenge for you with by hours, the yeah. topic of connectivity and integrations? Yeah. And, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's a, I think it's a challenge for all the travel mm -hmm. um, uh, tech companies, but even more for us because the channel managers, the PMS, the CRS, the GDS, all the concepts that they are in the travel or the hospitality, they think about one day and even more. They think the day they started at 2 p.m. and the day finished at 12 a.m. And for us, the day it's at 12 p.m. definitely, and it's hourly. Every we have we 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 have a slot of 24 different slots. Right, with so the same product. Different units, yeah. And we need to adapt our how we understand our the product of the hotels just to all the third parties. And but we are working on that. 
We already have connectivity with PMSs, with CRSs, with channel managers. We already have, but definitely we need to improve. And uh, probably this will be the, the main challenge for us in the near future also. Right. And what would you say? What, what is it that holds the hotel industry, the hotel industry per se, back in terms of pay-per-use? There, would there be a reason why they would not be embracing it actively? No. The, I think the hotels at the beginning, like nine years ago, it was complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, for the sex perception, definitely. Right, okay. It was, so it's it was, a problem with the image. Yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, a lot of hotels and big brands, mm -hmm. they are really scared about that. And I, I, I am hotelier, and I really understand. Mm -hmm. And we, what we, we try to say to the hotels is that, don't worry. I mean, we, are, we, we will never be close to this perception. And we will never focus our brand for this user. We are more travel people, families, or business people. But at the beginning, they are really scared because um, it's something that is in the, in the hotel space. And definitely, if you talk about hourly hotel, they think about that. But today, we demonstrate to the hotels that we don't work with this kind of user. We have like a different user. And the hotels every day, they are more um, they commit or they're more happy with us and their their relationship we are we started with a lot of hotel groups with one two five ten hotels and right now we have more than 120 hotels from Accor we have um, a lot of hotels from NH group from uh, Marriott I mean we are increasing the number of hotels of the big uh, hotel groups. Yeah, that speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah. And if we stick a moment with the crisis still, um, for you as an entrepreneur and as a CEO of a company like that size, but also given your background with the family business, what would you say were your biggest learnings that you take away from the crisis in terms of leadership, for example, or just how to navigate a business yeah. throughout this crisis? First of all, I think the most important is just to identify that when it's a crisis, it's an opportunity. Right. I mean, to be really open-minded, in our case, uh, when the, there is this kind of crisis, incredible crisis, COVID in the trouble, and even today we are on that, suffering that, I think the big brands, companies, like hotels, but booking or uh, Sideminder, I mean, all the different brands that they are, they need to be more open-minded because they, they, they have a challenge. They suffer in terms of sales and everything. And I think they need to understand that, okay, what is the innovation in the travel? Even though, okay, these people of my, by hours that they are, they were working on that for the last seven years. Okay, right now, probably is the moment just to hear about this concept, this product, because they need to open their mind, okay? And you need to take advantage of that because they are going to be more um, uh, flexible. And in the other side, I think, the main learning probably is to be close to your people. The team, you mean? Yes, the team, definitely. Because it's not a, the crisis that of the company. It's the crisis for the company. But normally when we have this crisis, it's also crisis personally for all of us. Right. Because we are suffering. We have different situations. Our families, our we are suffering a lot. I think this, this is the first. This is not like an economical crisis. It's like it a, a more like crisis. an emotional crisis. Yeah, and it's uncertainty on such exactly. a long stretch, right? Exactly. So, yeah. And uh, right now we are, uh, the, I think the, we forget really fast that um, we suffer a lot. And I think the most important is just to keep this human relationship with the people, with the team, and be close to, to them.
Right. Yeah. That's interesting. And um, when you look at the hotels that your family owns still, the Atira hotels, yeah. um, is there something that hotels changed during the pandemic? For example, in terms of technology, when we look at contactless technology or digital check-ins, is there something you can share around best practices in that segment? Do you know what happened in the hotel industry right now? That the hotels, they understand that they need to change a lot of things. Right. They need to adapt, they need to innovate. But the main problem today is that in terms of cash flow, they are suffering a lot. Yes. I mean, you have the, a long list today that you realize during the last months that, okay, we need to change the, the check-in process. We need to change our hardware of the doors of the, the, for the room. Just to, we need to change everything in terms of software just to clean more, optimize the rooms and everything. But everything that you need to invest right now is not the moment. And probably because we, we are suffering in terms of cash flow, we, are, we need to, to recover a little bit more. But this is the, the, the thing that the most important is to have this long list ready. And as soon as possible, you can invest because it's not an expense, it's an investment. You can invest on that. I think the hotel that we need to change a lot of things, definitely. Yeah, yeah we hope to see that though, that uh, yeah. there's a yeah. bigger adoption of technology yeah. here for all of us. <laughs> it's, it's one of the most traditional, or I want to say, Jurassic uh, industry yeah. in uh, the, the, the hotel. But I mean, it's, it's very complex too, right? An yeah. outsider would always underestimate the complexity and fragmentation of the industry as well. Yeah. I mean, a hotel is not a hotel necessarily, depending on the market or the product. So yeah, yeah. it's asked a lot, I guess, but we're on the right way. And um, another thing I find very interesting, I mean, we're here in Barcelona now. Um, yeah. You're having your office with uh, by ours here. You are a Barcelonian. Yeah. Um, how would you describe the ecosystem within Barcelona around travel tech and startups? Is this a, is this a good place to have a travel tech company based? Definitely. Yeah, this is not because I am from, I was born yeah. here in Barcelona, but biased. I think, <laughs> no, but I think Barcelona, we have, is one of the main cities in mm -hmm. terms of tourism. Uh, we have incredible uh, tourism. We have an incredible corporate business. I mean, the, the mix between corporate and tourism, it's incredible. Uh, that means just to make an MVP of a startup here in Barcelona, it's, I think it's the best scenario. If the MVP works in Barcelona, probably it will work in New York, in Miami, in Berlin, or whatever. Right. And after that also, um, we have incredible weather, nice city, and uh, we, we can attract talent. Because a lot of people from young people or not young people, they understood that the, the quality of life here in Barcelona is, is really nice. And the third point, probably, and related to the second point, is that in terms of the, 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 the salaries. I mean, here the salaries the, the, is, is even cheaper than in London, definitely, or in Berlin. And that means you have an incredible balance uh, here in Barcelona for the travel and everything. And the tech, here we are right now in the Barcelona Tech City, one of the main associations of Barcelona, but also in Spain and Europe. And um, also the, 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 the ecosystem uh, around the, the startups in terms of uh, tech and everything. Here you have good developers, uh, you have good marketing people and everything. I think it's a good balance uh, for different reasons. Yeah. Right, very nice. And is there like two startups you'd be able to name where you say that someone you should check out because you find they're doing a very great job at the moment, like other companies in the travel tech space from Barcelona? Yes, I think one of them is really known is Travel Perk. Travel Perk, right. I think Travel Perk is, is doing an amazing and really complicated 
because mm -hmm. it's, uh, they need to transform the corporate trips and everything around the corporate trips. Um, and then after, um, close to Travel Perk or uh, Airbio. Airbio is another company. It's uh, maybe a smaller company, but it's doing also trying to automatize everything around also corporate trips and everything. But there are a lot of different startups from, from people that they are from Barcelona, but also from foreign people that they, they are do, doing an incredible job here in Barcelona. Right, and how did your collaboration change during the pandemic? Did you work closer together amongst each other to also keep up about current developments with uh, other? Not at all. No, I think no, no. I think no, no. Just to be honest, because we were really busy, mm -hmm. and I think we, all of us, we are do, trying to do collaboration with our stakeholders, right? Uh, with our hotels or with our players and everything, but not with the ecosystem. Um, we are more than open, and always we are, we have conversations. But I think today, as we are really busy, I think we don't have time just to speak with the other colleagues that they are doing something similar. We are in conversations always, but um, I think it's as you are really focused on the business, you don't have a lot of time just to speak with other colleagues. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the success doesn't come by itself, right? No. <laughs> so, and then to end up, I have two personal questions for you. We always ask our interviewees uh, about their favorite travel experience. Is there an experience you can share with us where you say that's something you always have very fond memories of? In terms of travel, uh, when we talk about travel, we talk about tourists, probably. Right. My best, I, when I, it's strange because I am an hotelier, okay, but I love sailing. Sailing? Yes. Right. And this for me is the best holidays. I mean, not just to, mm -hmm. to be in a hotel. Mm -hmm. I prefer to be in a small boat, uh, living <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's the opposite of the luxury of a nice hotel in Maldives yeah. or something like that. But I love sailing, mm -hmm. and I prefer to to live uh, this the experience. And and here in Spain or Barcelona, we have Mallorca, Ibiza, Formentera. We have an incredible islands close to here, and I love sailing. Um, talking about hotels. Definitely, I, 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 I prefer to talk about city hotels, okay, instead of all the hotels that we love, like in, in Cancun or in Maldives or in Seychelles or all Polynesia. But um, I really love a nice hotel here in Barcelona, it's Hotel La Florida, okay. It's in the mountain, it's like a different experience, and I love this hotel. Yeah. That's very nice. And um, let's close off with food. So what's your favorite restaurant when you would have one day left to live? Where would you go for dinner? It's also a, a difficult question, okay? Probably not for the food, for the ambience, for the balance, for everything. Mm -hmm. I really like a restaurant is a Beso Beach in Formentera, mm -hmm. okay, in the, in the islands, because probably it's during summer. It's everybody is there really happy party and everything and it's not only the food it's really nice food but also for the music for the ambience and how do you do you enjoy with the rest of the people and everything i mean i think the restaurant is not only the food it's more everything around the experience the experience yeah, yeah super nice thank you for sharing that so we hope to have the opportunity to check to test that one day yeah yeah and i say um there was a very nice insight you shared with us thank you for your time and no, it's for a having pleasure. us here in the office and if you like this conversation and you want to have more of that check out tech talk travel make sure to subscribe and uh, follow us and also make sure to check out by hours to learn more about them and i'd say it's uh, bye for now it was a pleasure thank you thank you